This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, man, we are just going to pass the mic. We have the creators of Mad Rabbit, Salome and Oliver. They're going to give us the game all the way from Ohio, but we might even take it over to Africa because that's where Salome is originally from. And you guys know, I want to know if this product is going to be a product for the continent. That would be major. That would be epic. And, you know, the VCs are listening. So welcome, guys, to the show. Who wants to start off first? Whose idea was this and why? What problem were you guys solving? Yeah, so firstly, Salam and I, my name is Oliver, by the way. Um, Salam and I met in college. We started out business together in e-commerce, actually drop shipping women's bathing suits, uh, funny enough. So what that kind of taught us early on is, is, you know, the power in building a brand and and the importance of having a brand and competing against some of these giants who have a lot more money to outspend you. Um, but as far as, you know, the tattoo market and Mad Rabbit goes, um, I recognize the huge need for specific uh, tattoo aftercare to be formulated uh, to choose, you know, the best ingredients um, and to get rid of those really off-brand recognitions out of the market, like, uh, like petroleum jelly and, and Vaseline for healing tattoos. Um, they're actually too thick and, and don't let oxygen get to the fresh tattoo and are actually bad for tattoo healing. So that's kind of the one things that we focus on with, with Mad Rabbit is focusing on re-educating the, the market on what is actually good for tattoos. Okay. And was it because you, you know have a bunch of tattoos and said, hey, there's, be- you know, there's not a good product out there. I can create something better. Yeah, great question. Um, so I actually only have four tattoos, one of them visible. Um, and, and that's actually very common. So 70% of people who have tattoos don't have a visible one. Um, that's kind of one of the interesting um, data pieces we found. And we want to be supportive of people of all kinds of tattoos. Um, but yeah, so I, early on in my tattoo journey, I kind of noticed that different artists were recommending different things. Some artists recommended no tattoo aftercare at all. And um, that really struck me as, as uh, a warning sign of a really underserved market. So Salam and I um, ended up creating an all natural solution in my kitchen in college, um, only seven all natural ingredients. And we figured out that it was way better than anything else on the market. Okay. And tell me, I mean, some of your ingredients, I mean, it looks like all natural stuff, the shea butter, the cocoa butter, talk about Africa. I mean, that's, you know, that's where you can get some of the best pure stuff. So how did you guys come up with the ingredients and then mixing it in and just kind of knowing how to do that for folk? I mean, are you got you guys chemists by, by so, training? So Oliver's mom actually has years of apothecary experience. So she helped us pick those initial first seven ingredients. So it's cocoa butter, shea butter, calendula oil, lavender, frankincense, beeswax, and sweet almond oil. So those are the seven that we use. And I guess it was also through trial and error. So we spent a lot of time um, doing research with our customers and seeing what ingredients we should, I guess, put more of in and what we should take out. So for example, when we first started, people kept saying the scent was too strong. So initially started by uh, removing, I guess, putting less of the fragrances and lavender in there to make it smell better and less strong. And then other feedback we got was like the tins would 
be damaged too easily. So then we got stronger tins. So basically all of it was through customer feedback while we were cooking in Oliver's uh, apartment. Okay. No, I mean, that's great to have moms, you know, give that. Now you guys, it sounds like you guys might be friends, you know, in serial entrepreneur, like this might just be a journey, like, Hey, we're going to create a business and, you know, we're going to just bring in family and friends. Um, how, how close are you? You guys are really friends. This is not just, you know, for PR hype. Um, how far back do you guys go? And, you know, is it Sunday dinners at whose house? Yeah, Salam and I actually met freshman year of college, so that's going on. That would have been in 2015, um, so a long time ago now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, but we joined a business fraternity together, so that's kind of where we learned that we were like-minded and um, we're both hustlers and, and you know, we are really had a good business mind. Um, so that definitely has been kind of the cornerstone of our friendship over the years. Um, but actually, since graduation, I moved on to New York City to do mergers and acquisitions consulting. Um, and Salam, I'll let you kind of tell a little bit about the path you went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my e-commerce, I guess, background kind of started off of doing research on Google and uh, YouTube. So there was one winter break where I kind of was bored and wanted to look into e-commerce and blockchain and wasn't something that I could easily get into and stumbled upon e-commerce um, and started by starting a t-shirt company. And that wasn't really that big. I ended up selling like 12 t-shirts, ended up shutting the business down because it wasn't really that profitable. And I was just getting my feet wet in terms of customer acquisition and how to market to other people. And after that ended, I reached out to Oliver about starting a women's swimsuit company together. And then Oliver is basically the genius behind our branding. So like our names and then our logo. So he thought of the name Ella Harding, which Ella is, was his dog's name, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Black Lab. <laughs> Harding was his brother's middle name. So we launched a swimsuit company called Ella Harding Swimwear. Had that for probably about seven or eight months and ended up selling it actually for a few thousand dollars, which was big to us while we were in college because like all college students rarely have any money. So it was nice having that sudden influx of cash to spend. And then after we sold that, we um, were looking for something new to do. And then we ended up landing on um, mad rabbit but before that i guess during the summer we had the swimsuit company i was a e-commerce finance intern at unilever which is a cpg brand out of new jersey that owns brands like axe dove ben and jerry's so i learned more about e- e-commerce there through about like customer marketing acquisition that kind of stuff and that's where my knowledge expanded now you say cbd that's you know no, cpg Oh, CPG. Okay. Okay. You you see where my head was at. I was like, wait, hold on. Is that the next product? (laughs) You know, mixing the the two. Let me just, I'm really going to ask the question now that I've, you know, messed up and stumbled upon that. That's fun bomb. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we can repair your tattoo and help you go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is, this is beautiful. Where do you guys see, you know, Right now, marketing online is a great thing. Online marketing, how has Instagram and maybe TikTok and YouTube helped you promote to your audience? I guess from the very start, Instagram and Facebook has been our bread and butter. So all of our e-commerce, I guess, marketing techniques or like knowledge came from Google and YouTube. So we spent hours and hours on research, researching other brands like Dollar Shave Club, Harry's, 
basically clubs that uh, brands that people like you and I use and looking at how they market and trying to mimic that marketing in terms of reaching our customers. Yeah, on Instagram, it's kind of cool to go back and see how our brand has really evolved. So when we first started out and and as we were growing to, I think, I think we grew to about 15,000 followers posting only black and white photos. Um, it was just something we thought was good for the aesthetic at the time. And, um, you know, it was a change we made as we kind of found our, our brand and our brand vibe. Um, shout out to our, our creative director, Garen, out of Los Angeles, who's really helped us really come into our own. Um, so, but we're, we're really excited about the growth we've seen. And, um, you know, we, we try to walk the line between edgy and, and provocative, but not offending. So um, that's kind of where, where our brand shines is on Instagram. Okay, something tells me you guys have mothers that, you know, you're like, I want my mother to see this and not have to do too much explaining. Um, <laughs> that, that That's what it seems like, like to me. Um, besides that, how has, you know, the VC angel crowdfunding, have you guys done any of that or interested, you know, in the, you know, those avenues to get your started and get that money? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be right, especially when you have a brand where we feel that we, you know, we have a superior product and we just need to get in as many tattooed people's hands as possible. Um, you know, financial resources are definitely important to to achieve that. So um, we've had a lot of talks with angels that have gone great. There's a lot of interest, um, not only from from the business community, but also the the professional sports communities um, in investing from an angel perspective. Um, and on top of that, we are, we're kind of shopping around venture capital firms as well. Um, we're, we're heading into a full raise for 2021. Um, so we're, we're kind of looking for a VC lead on that. Um, but, but yeah, it, it, to answer your question, it's, it's kind of a combination, I guess, is the, the end goal. Okay. Now, if someone's listening to this, just because I am part of a very, I'm a very small member of Florida funders and I've just have access. Um, they go after tech plays, but VC is something we learned in Seattle that it's really not that difficult. If you have a good idea and you're solving a problem, how can people mm -hmm. reach out to say, Hey, I'd like to hear more information. Where's your pitch deck. And, you know, to kind of learn more for those who are listening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I would, I would just caveat your point. VCs can be, you know, really, easy to land once you've found the fit. Um, but I think that's the, the largest struggle we've come across. There's definitely a lot of interest, but we want to make sure we're adding strategic partners who have, you know, the skill set that we don't and can really help us, you know, turn into something greater. So, um, you know, we're, we're always happy to take those kind of calls, whether it's with an angel or a VC, um, but happy to uh, field those contact inquiries on our website, madrabbittattoo.com. Okay, because I mean, the when the vultures come, it definitely has to be a good fit. And are you guys looking to, you know, sell 100% or really work this business, um, you know, for five, 10, maybe a lifetime? Yeah, I mean, for Salam and I, it's pretty vital that we maintain control of the business. Um, we we've, you know, started this from the ground up from the beginning, and we want to see it through to the end. And we think there's there's a lot of runway and a lot of people to help along the way. So um, yeah, we're definitely trying to keep it under our control. 
Okay. And I don't know why I'm thinking, hey, if LeBron James holds this up and, you know, rubs it, the conversation just, it changes, you know, um, having that influencer, um, you know, support your product. How have you guys, um, how have you guys gone after influencers and has that worked for you? That's a big play that we're making a big push on for 2021 is getting more influencers to people in the NFL people in the NBA and people in MMA. So recently we've done shoots with people like Ashton Harris, who's a goalie for the women's national soccer team. We've had um, the, what's the Raiders running back, Josh Harris, which we had a shoot. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, sorry. Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas, actually this past week, and then ended up going hiking with him. We've had a few MMA stars like Cheeto and Henry Corrales. And then we had another MMA person last week um, named uh, Walt Harris and then a couple female MMAs. Of you know their names? I don't. Um, Kellen, so basically our our strategy is to identify these tattoo subcultures and create a bunch of really cool content around them. So, um, I mean, if you turn on any mixed martial arts fight, there's a 90% chance that at least one of the fighters is tattooed. Um, so we, we view that as an awesome opportunity for us to create some really badass content and, um, you know, really, really hook in those UFC fans. No, that's that's awesome. You know, influencers can be expensive. They can cost you your whole, you know, oh, yeah. marketing budget. Um, and I, I'm one who represents some. And so I, I really know and I feel for it. Are they want, you know, a big part of your business? Is there any... Um, package that you have for influencers that say hey i have tattoos i'd I'd love to support even if they what i call micro influencers that maybe they have a hundred thousand you know on youtube or a million on instagram kind of like fashion nova is you know let me send all the fashion nova type girls to you Uh, how would they reach out is there an application and is it for the masses or is it just for you know a small few so our influencer outreach is mostly done through our Instagram DMs. So if we see someone we like, we email them. Or if they have a way to contact them through their Instagram, some of them have their emails attached. We end up emailing them. And then the ways that they can reach out to us is we have a partner at madrabbittattoo.com. It's one of our emails for influencers to reach out to us through. Or they could just email um, support at madrabbittattoo.com or also DM us through our Instagram. Okay, and besides having a tattoo, what's the requirement as far as uh, followers? How many followers should they have? Um, so we do a range of micro to, of course, the mega influencers. So something we've noticed is that, like, the people who are micro influencers, their follower base are more attached to what, I guess, who their following says and, like, what their routines are. So we've seen a lot of success with that. So anyone from 10K plus is someone that we would love to work with. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's, that's very, you know, humbling. And I'm actually, um, want to send you somebody, uh, former guest and a new friend, the hustle goddess, and which will segue me into my next question because she is, um, a New Yorker, an Italian New Yorker who actually lives in Kenya and became a TV personality and does all this TV. So is Africa a play? Can Africa at this point get mad rabbit? Africa is always a play. We ship, we've shipped to over 50 countries. And I know that there's some Af- um, African countries on the list. So we can definitely get her some content and some product. 
Okay. Unfortunately, you- our, our only distribution right now is in the United States. So it will take a, a week or two to get there. Uh, but we absolutely sell internationally. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it, it might take a little bit longer, but that's okay. It's worth the wait when the product is great. And I'm glad to hear that just because, you know, we look at America and Amazon. Oh, man, how has it changed our life? But in Africa, you have Jumia, where people used to laugh at me. They say, oh, you invested in Jumia. I said, no, I just bought stock. I didn't invest. Don't make it bigger than it is. But Jumia, when I bought it for under $5, is now over $50. And people are like, yeah. I said, you know. they're starting to listen. They're starting to listen. It's all right. You know, they're stuck in the mustard trying to catch up. But, you know, being being from Oakland, we're used to people trying to catch up. And, hey, how did you know that? It's a gift from God. That's all that I can say. With the success that you guys have had, and the success that you're going to have, because the best is yet to come. What are some community givebacks that you guys are doing or that you want to do in the future? Uh, that's a great question. So we're, we do our best to stay as, as relevant as possible. Um, I guess a, a good example would be, um, I'm not sure if you remember the Nashville RV explosion that happened a couple months ago. Um, so we saw on CNN that one of the five or 10 businesses that was completely decimated by the explosion was a tattoo parlor. Um, so c- kind of in rapid time, Salam and I got together and we, we uh, made a point to become the top donor uh, for getting the shop rebuilt, sent them a ton of free products so that they have stock shelves when they start again. Um, really just trying to be always helping out and, and always relevant in the community. Oh, wow. Okay. That's no, that's awesome. Um, something tells me, Oliver, you might be going for sainthood. Uh, there, 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 there may be sainthood or politics in your future. I don't know which, which one Polar it is. Opposites, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, we need the saints to try to become the politicians. Would they make it that part? We don't know. Um, now, as far as, you know, documentation, are you guys looking at maybe co-authoring a book or putting a documentary together to show how, you know, two guys, it's hard for guys sometimes to get along and do business and, you know, to stay, you know, just level headed because, you know, you got the testosterone just going. So, you know, anything books or collaborations, courses together to kind of just talk, you know, about the process that you guys have gone through. Um, I don't see any books in my feet in my future, but one way that I would love to give back, I guess, to young entrepreneurs is, I guess, giving them a chance or a way to somehow access the resources that I had access to. So like on Google and YouTube, because there are a lot of people out there who repackage these courses and try to charge you money for it. And some of these kids out there end up spending thousands of dollars to buy these repackaged courses that actually don't help them out. So I could see in my future, like a foundation or a school to help, I guess, teach people the basics of e-commerce and the basics of research. And so that way they can start their own um, business in the future. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I'd love to see that. I mean, everybody is an expert nowadays and, you know, everyone's a coach and a philanthropist and an investor. And if you're on clubhouse, you're all of those things. And then some, how has the clubhouse app helped you guys market? Um, honestly, I just go on clubhouse, to listen to what people are saying. I really haven't taken any advice from it because like you said, everyone on there is, or not everyone, but a lot of people on there are like a self-proclaimed guru or expert. 
And some of those people are people that you have to stay away from from to be successful because the information they give out might not be accurate or it could probably lead you down a rabbit hole that you probably won't find the answers you're looking for. So as of now, Clubhouse, I'm just a listener on the side and I haven't really given a thought to giving people advice on the app yet because I guess of the bad experience or like the bad information I've heard people give out through the app. Okay. I, I've heard great information, but I just like to listen. And, and, and sometimes it bothers me because I'm a shy guy. I know you can't tell it, but I just kind of like to learn because when you're in the room with, you know, uh, Michael Orvowitz and Van Jones and Steve Stout and E40, I just want to learn and say, yeah. hey, how did you do it? Um, you and them in rooms because I haven't seen them yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've, they've all been in rooms together. And um, I've had conversations. I went to the Harvard of the South, Grambling State University, and have an interesting life even prior to that. And so I've been able to talk with E40. And he's a very just mellow guy. But you put his game in the room with all these other folks. I mean, Michael wrote used to run Hollywood. And so, you know, there, there's plenty of people. You know the thing about Clubhouse? Here's a tip. It's who your circle is and really how do you get in whoever invited you into their circle if they're prominent. My person who invited me was is a um, very well-known person and I want to be in their circle. But I also, mm -hmm. how do I get to other circles? Because there's a whole area of clubhouse. People are like, hey, if you just know black people, nah, there's a whole other side. There's an Asian side of Clubhouse. And it just shows us how we kind of need to intermingle. And I think sometimes um, I like the VC stuff because I like to listen and hear what the trends are. So um, when I do get two pennies together, I can say, heck, I want to I want to help this person so we can help our business and grow. So, yeah, um, you follow me on there. If I can help you out, um, feel free. Oliver, is Clubhouse for you? Or are you kind of like, I don't have time for that. I'm creating. Um, I actually think that there's a ton of value in the instantaneous conversation that it offers. I mean, it, it really gets the experts at your fingertips. And I think it's not surprising, but I think it's really cool that some of these people take the time to share their knowledge. Um, Salam, I, I totally agree with you. There's some nonsensical people on there, but um, I, I also think that there's a really good group on Clubhouse that um, is, is really looking to change people's lives. Um, so long term, I mean, I think that app is, is genius and I, I find myself on it probably probably 30 minutes a day just seeing what kind of rooms are active and um, like Salam's point, like I don't I don't necessarily take everything from it, but it at least gets my mind thinking. Mm hmm. Awesome. And you guys, if you're watching, you can see their names and then you can follow them. Um, and, you know, maybe Mad Rabbit will have its own, you know, at one point, um, you know, profile on there. But, you know, check in, especially if you like this content. I want to give you guys the last word. So, you know, if you want to leave the audience with anything, I'm going to tell them, hey, links are in the description box. Go purchase some product for those of us who have, you know, tattoos and, you know, see how it works. Works. And um, and oh, before I give you the last word in that, please let them know this is for all skin tones, because that will be, a you know, I have, I have more melanin and uh, I need, you know, and it's I need this and I need that. So while you get the last word, please share that. Yeah, no, definitely. Mad Rabbit is for all skin tones. Like I'm a black male by myself and I also use Mad Rabbit every single day. I just got a tattoo last week and I use it on it every single day because I want to make sure it doesn't fade and also pop as much as possible.
Awesome. Kellen, yeah. So I, I, first of all, I want to thank you for the time. Um, I, guess, I guess the message I'd like to leave the audience with here is that, um, yes, we do make some awesome, badass tattoo aftercare, but, um, you know, the power and the strength of our brand is really in promoting storytelling and individuality. So um, if you do check out our pages, look for some really inspiring and exciting content around, um, you know, everything from MMA to, to sports marketing to, um, you know, tattoo tours with your favorite chef. We have a lot in the, in the books and um, looking forward to seeing you over on our, on our socials. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.